This is Lampshade Media Presents Live! Lampshade Media presents live. Yeah, that's some good podcast content right there. All right, well, welcome, you guys. We've got a full house tonight. So happy to see you all. I got some housekeeping to do, and I'm not even talking about this house. You're like, yeah, I know. I mean, I'm here. Anyway, uh, this show is possible because of awesome sponsors. We have uh, Paddy Wagon Food who you can find at uh, paddywagon.biz, streetfoodfinder.com. You can find where there any of their trucks are. So like, hit that shit up on your phone. You find Paddy Wagon anywhere in the city. We got The Garden, which is, yeah, spicy, spicy. Yeah, The Garden is a great sponsor. And they also, it just so happens to be doing a podcast with Lampshade Media uh, called Sex One Four. So this is, uh, yeah, this is our gift bag from The Garden. Some of it's a little bit obvious. This feather sticking out of the bag might be a giveaway to that prize. But in any case, uh, you guys uh, start thinking of some questions as you're watching the show. They don't have to be serious. They can be silly. They can be weird. Hopefully not too creepy. In any case, ask good questions. Get cool prizes. We'll have some fun sex toys in here. We got toys for men, toys for women. And if you ask a really interesting question, one person tonight will get a call-in spot on the podcast. So basically, when I interview these comedians later on in in the future, you guys will get to call in and uh, ask them a cool question and talk with us a little bit on the podcast. So that's fun, right? So yeah. Anyway, uh, The Garden is a great sponsor. Sex One Four is a great podcast that Lampshade Media produces for them, and uh, I definitely recommend going there and getting your uh, sexual items. Um, last but definitely not least, are you guys enjoying the platform tonight? Yeah. Yeah. They hook us up four cases every month. It's so rad. We never run out of beer. So yeah, drink that platform up. It's it's fucking great. Yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, you can check them out. They got a they got a tap room here in town. It's uh, 408 North 6th Street, Columbus, Ohio, right downtown. Go there, check that out. They actually have a comedy show there that Chris Fenner runs, the Platform Comedy Night, so check that out. There's always good shows happening in this town, I'm telling you. Uh, platformbeer.co, and uh, that sh- comedy show is every third Thursday. So, um, you guys are probably wondering what this... Uh, this lovely picture is here. This is a brand new band. None of you have heard of this before because this shit is hot and new. The Lonely Ones are releasing an album March 13th, which is a Friday, which is pretty fucking rad. So anyway, they're releasing a single on March 13th. So check that out anywhere you guys get your music. You'll be able to find it. And one of the most badass people I know is about to be our Tonight's guest host. We have a musical guest host every month. Uh, I'd like to introduce right now Jimmy Toland. Yeah. And with that, oh, you know what? I forgot to give away the rubbers again. All right, Jimmy, why don't you join me? The garden has given us some lube and rubbers. Oh, shit. Um, Yeah. All right, who wants it? All right. Yeah, you want it? Got them all. Throw some, man. Have some fun with it. (laughs) Who likes fuck? (laughs) 
All right, and with that fun, I return again to the wonderful and badass and ultimately way the fuck cooler than me, Mr. Jimmy Tolan. How y'all doing tonight? Yeah. Woo! All right, I'm going to get right into it. Our first performer here asked me to get his Instagram tag out there. That's at the brave idiot. Y'all give it up for Johnny Collins. Yeah. Shut up. None of you are going to follow me. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. All right. All right. Shut up. All right. Sweet. How you guys doing? Good. All right. Am I, uh, anybody got dads that were there for them? No? Exactly. All right. A couple of you. Because we're here getting drunk in the house tonight. All right. My dad wasn't there for me. He was too busy being big in the rap game. I don't know why that's funny. That's not funny. <laughs> he was big in the rap game. So I was born uh, and raised off of, you know, rappers like Biggie Smalls, like 10 Crack Commandments. You know what I mean? Like Young Jeezy, you know what I mean? The Snowman, you know what I mean? <laughs> My dad wasn't a rapper, uh, but he was buying a lot of crack. He was... <laughs> He was buying a lot of crack. He was buying a lot of crack. But guess what? Biggie had to be funded. You're welcome. I don't know, like, all that great rap music is because of my dad. You're welcome. All right? It wasn't there. My dad would do all the normal crackhead things. Like, he would steal my allowance money for crack. He would. No, shut up. <laughs> but here's the really fucked up thing, is he was the one that gave me the allowance money in the first place. Like, Dad, why are you depositing money? Like, I'm not a crack 401k. <laughs> like, I'm not going to match your crack up to 3% of your crack. I'm not going to do that. I'm just fucked up. Can't be too mad at my dad because my mom, she was a drug addict too. She was. But I think that uh, she was better at it because women, they're just better at multitasking. You know what I mean? Like my mom, she could balance doing drugs and being pregnant with me. And I. Why are we getting weird, guys? We're in Ohio. Fuck you guys. We all have crackheads in the family was mad at my parents for a long time for being drug addicts to the first time I did cocaine. First time I, I did cocaine, I was like, woo! This is way better than taking care of some kids. This is, this is way better than taking care of some kids. Figured out why they call it yay yo. That's exactly how you feel when you're on it. You're like, yay Oh. All right, you guys are cool. None of you are coke addicts. All right, sweet. How you guys doing? Lots of white people here. All right. Sweet, sweet. Uh, yeah, I was... <laughs> uh, I have a friend here. His name is uh, Andy. Um, give it up for Andy. He's here right here. Give it up for Andy. Andy has a small penis. And... Uh, <laughs> I don't know... 
I've never seen Andy's penis, but I have to assume it's small with the way he uses the urinal. Fellas, you know those guys who, when they use the urinal, they got to keep their hand on the wall like this? <laughs> you know those guys? I'm like, Andy, what are you doing? He's like, I'm trying to get closer to the urinal. I'm like, Andy, if your penis is that small, you have to get closer to a urinal? You just need to sit your ass down. <laughs> but Andy, he was leaning like Michael Jackson in the Smooth Criminal video. I looked at him, I said, Andy, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Andy? All right, yeah, exactly. You guys are cool. This is a cool bunch we got here. All right, sweet. You guys are cool. Um, yeah, I got kids. Anybody got kids? Uh, where are they? Uh, like, you guys should be ashamed of yourselves. You should be doing things with them. Um, I got kids. Uh, they all have weird conception stories. Uh, they do. I have three boys. Um, yeah, I fucked once. Let's not get weird. Yeah, I had a sex. And uh, I got three boys. My oldest son, Kyle, he's my stepson. So weird part about his conception is I wasn't there. And <laughs> didn't participate that time. <laughs> it's cool. I've been there. Uh, my middle son, uh, Darwin, he was conceived via role play fantasy. Anybody? Anybody ever did some? This guy knows what I'm talking about. Look at this big motherfucker right here. You done some role. You done some Jesus fantasies. I know right now. Like, look at this guy. Look at this fucker right now. He's blessed some motherfuckers right now. Is all I'm saying. Um, my youngest son Maxwell. He was a good old fashioned mistake as we all were. You know what I mean? If it wasn't for the effort of the red wine and the limeritas, he would have ended up on the shower curtain. Like millions, like millions of his siblings before him. So many dead potential people in my tub is starting to look like the beach of Normandy. This guy knows what I'm talking about. This guy right here. He knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> It's starting to look like the Titanic sank in my bathtub. All right, you guys are cool. I like you guys. A lot of cool people in here. <laughs> Sweet. Um, how you guys doing? You all right? Sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm single now, as you can tell. Sweet. From the things I... You can tell I'm single from the things I say. And, uh, yeah, I'm single. It was hard for me because uh, coming into this year, um, uh, I, it was hard for me because I lost my wife, I lost my house, and I lost my car. And can you imagine how hard it is to get laid without a house <laughs> or a car <laughs> or a wife? You know what I mean? <laughs> Especially when TLC came out with that song, No Scrubs. Because I was that guy hanging in the passenger side of my best friend's ride. Trying to holler at these girls. And they were scrub shaming me. All right, a lot of white people. All right, sweet. That was a song made by black people. And uh, you guys are cool. <laughs> Thanks. We're trying some shit here tonight. What else do I got for you guys? How you doing, man? This is Wilford Brimley right here if he never got diabetes. <laughs> Wilford Brimley if he worked out and like took care of himself and is going to live a long life. Let's give it up for Wilford in the audience. Uh. 
Sweet, sweet, sweet. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I have a son. His name is Kyle Kingston Collins. Yikes. Exactly. He knows what I'm talking about. His initials are KKC. <laughs> which means I could never get his initials tattooed on me ever. Because they would look at me like, they'd be like, is he racist and dumb? Like... <laughs> Or is he poor? Could he not complete that last slash on that C and make it a K? Listen, also, clan is spelled with a C. I don't know if you know that. That's, that's exactly how it's spelled. I have the proper spelling. But uh, also, uh, my son is black. He's black. I know you're like, how did that happen? Okay. Let's just say that my, uh, my ex-wife is black. And uh, the night of my son's conception, it was a very Wesley Snipes type of night. Uh, yeah, there was no white people involved in that <laughs> in that night. Yeah, he was. And it's, it's crazy because I'm a stepdad, and being a stepdad is hard for any kid. But being a stepdad to a kid that's a different race than you presents a whole different set of issues. Like, you know those kids who, in, when you're in the grocery store, they, they, they run around screaming? That's my son. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I ruined your experience in Kroger's. And, but here's the thing. Like, I, I try to normally, like, I try to bribe him. I keep candy in my pockets. You know what I mean? <laughs> to try to be like, hey. But it looks even worse when you're, like, a big white guy offering a black kid candy to... <laughs> I'm like, here's a blow pop. Shh, come here. Shh, come here. Come on, come on. So it doesn't work sometimes, okay? So eventually it gets to the point where I, I can't even buy my groceries anymore. Like, I just have to yoke his little black ass up and <laughs> I have to run out of the store, okay? And I can't buy my groceries. So I'm running out of the store, and I, I get to my car, and I just happen to drive a white van. I happen, I happen to drive a white van. Listen, a white minivan is very practical, okay? Okay? But here's the problem. You can't open a minivan door quick. You have to hit the button. You know what I mean? So, so I'm here with this screaming black child in, in my arm. As the door goes, and I'm like, I'm like holding him, and like candy's falling out of my pockets. <laughs> you have to play this fun game. Like, is he kidnapping him? I don't know. I don't care. I throw his little black ass in. I don't even buckle him up. Fuck him. He's caused this. <laughs> this happened because of him. This is my son. All right, this is a real, it's a true story. Fuck you guys. You couldn't relate. <laughs> Let's give it up for Pam in the audience. Yeah, she grew up with me. She knows what's happening. I was always in the black women growing up. She knows that. I was. And uh, let's get the elephant out of the room. I know what I look like. I look like a gay hillbilly. I do. I look like I look like a gay hillbilly. But here's the thing. I'm not gay. I'm sorry, fellas. This guy's upset. And uh, I'm not hillbilly. Well, I'm only half hillbilly on my dad's side, which makes me full hillbilly because of the inbreeding. Because 
because they fucked each other. And uh, it was hard for me because my hillbilly family, they never supported my dreams. They always encouraged me to date a white uh, cousin. And <laughs> I was like, never again. Uh, grandma. Um, you guys doing all right? You guys look exactly the same. By the way, these two people right here. Twins? Are you guys brothers? Yeah. Sweet. All right. Awesome. Awesome. I used to be religious. Anybody used to be religious in here? That's sad. Um, this looks like a the worst like Sunday gathering I've ever seen in my life. My my religion influenced a lot of my shit. Like I used to be pro life. I was. I was pro-life. Uh, now I'm pro-choice. Everybody pro-choice I'm here, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Pro-choice, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm more than pro-choice. I'm pro-abortion. Yeah. Like, I think there should be more of them shits. You know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't even be a choice. Like, let's just murder that <laughs> shit right off the bat. Like, for real. There's a lot of people here. I'm pro... <laughs> pro-abortion. And I... <laughs> Listen, you guys are getting weird. I'm a parent, okay? Nobody knows the value of an abortion more than a parent. Okay? You know how much braces cost? Like $2,000. You know how much an abortion costs? Like tree fitty. Like, you know? Like tree fitty. You know how many like braces I could get for like eight abortions? Like I swear, to but it was uh you know I was inf <laughs> I was influenced a lot. I was reading you know listen I was I was pro life because I thought God was pro life, but then I got to reading the Bible, which is always a mistake if you want to believe that shit. You know, <laughs> and I got to realizing God is more pro choice than any of us. You know what I mean? It just has to be His choice. Like, didn't he crucify one of his kids? Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm just trying to scramble some eggs. And this dude nailed one to a piece of wood. I'm like, okay. He's taking it to the extreme, is all I'm saying. Is, <laughs> That's all I'm saying, man. And wasn't Noah's flood like a postpartum abortion? But on like an epic scale? Like, how, how come I have to live with my mistakes? I try to drown my kids. Oh, it's an issue now. I, and Christians, when I stand outside of abortion clinics with posters of dead babies, I'm gonna stand outside of a church with a poster of a dead everybody. Like, all right, you guys are cool. Uh, enough jokes about Jesus. I didn't realize this was Bible study night at fucking. <laughs> all right, all right, cool. <laughs> all right, enough of this awkwardness. What's up, man? You don't look entertained. No, I'm talking to you. No, this dude has not laughed a single time since I've been on stage. Like, literally every joke, he's like, ugh. Like, 
how am I going to explain this to my pastor? I don't understand. <laughs> Just, <laughs> no. What's your name, man? Of course. And uh, you're Andy. That's not Andy. That's the Andy at the small dick jug I was talking about. But you're, I'm sure you have a big dick. <laughs> Let's give it up for Man Bun. Just coming in the audience. What's up, bud? <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Anybody ever did cocaine in here? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, shit. Tonight... I've done cocaine. The first time I did cocaine, <laughs> my boogers have never been the same. <laughs> my boogers have never been the same. I used to have these solid, like, rubber boogers, like, in my nose. First time I did cocaine, it's like Fern Gully coming out of my... <laughs> I get it. That's a, deep, that's a deep reference. All right, you guys are cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I've got one more joke, and then I'm going to leave you guys, and I'm sure you're happy. Oh, all right, free. Sweet. <laughs> Give it up for uh, Mel in the audience right here, putting on this show. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's give it up for you guys in the audience. This guy's been pimping hoes. Look at this guy right here in the glasses, in the suit jacket. He always got... He's got some hoes, for sure. Sweet. You notice how minimum wage goes up, but like the price of blowjobs doesn't. You know what I mean? Like blowjobs have been a consistent like $40 forever. You guys ever noticed that? <laughs> I wonder, is there a stripper union? Like I don't... Like, do all the strippers get together and be like, listen, we're sucking dick for cheap, like, right now? <laughs> all right, well, listen, guys, that's been my time. Uh, I'm not going to waste your time anymore. Let's give it up for your host, Jimmy Tolan, formerly a Boba Flex. Give it up for your guys. Thank you very much. Hey, y'all. That was pretty funny. Uh, you guys are cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'd like you guys to give a round, a round of applause for, for my buddy, Pat Deering. Thank you. Holy moly. All right, what the hell is up? Uh, what neighborhood is this? Where are we? Knowles West. Nope. <laughs> Knowles West. Are we still inside 270? Yes. All right. Perfect. Excellent. Not getting a brick thrown at me tonight. Great. Ah, oh, God. How is everybody? Enjoying the show? Excellent. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Um, sorry if I appear a little tired, a little frazzled. I did some stupid shit recently. Uh, decided to go back to school because I'm a real piece of shit. Yeah. And I, I fell for it. I, I fell for it. I heard all the commercials that were all like, go back to law school. Uh, do it while working. Advance your career while still pursuing your higher education goals. When is what they should have said was uh, gain 20 pounds, lose all your friends, and learn to start scheduling sex. <laughs> which, is, which is a horrific, horrific thing to think about in this day and age when my entire schedule and everything I know about my day is spit out at me from a little Google machine on my dresser. 
And the last thing I need is my mother-in-law to be in the house and for her to hear that I got some appointment to be laying pipe in Grandview because she knows full well that I am not a plumber and that I'm not handy at all because I couldn't even help her son fix his goddamn car. And then I'm going to have to like, cover it up by making some awful drain snaking joke and she's, she's going to grab her son. I'm never going to see them again. It's gonna, it'll be the fucking end of it. Uh, but yeah, um, I, uh, I recently, um, recently, I keep saying recently, it's been like three years, losing my damn mind, started seeing this guy, and it's been going great. It's been going fucking fantastic. There's like, yeah, there's like love and all that stupid shit in there, but, uh, but when we started dating, he was a med student, and I was like, fuck yeah, Pat Deering, you are set for life. This is great. You're gonna drop out of law school, you're gonna pay off all your debts in like two goddamn weeks, you can be a trophy husband, just be like you and the cat hanging out at home all day. It's gonna be wonderful. And then like, turns out that he's exactly as selfless and caring and, and perfect as I thought he was, so he's gonna be a pediatrician. Yeah, and you know who doesn't have any fucking money? Yeah, sick babies. Yeah, their march isn't even for whole dollars. I'm not paying off these student loans with fucking fistfuls of dimes. Like, it's absurd. Oh, God, and I was, oh, I was, I was so invested in it, too. But, um, and then, you know, he started residency uh, recently, because that's what you got to do before they actually let you start, you know, taking care of people. And he, he gets sent out to, to Oakland, California. So now we're doing the whole long distance thing. Uh, so you can tell, yeah, I'm real stoked about that. Uh, because, you know, we're, we're too totally healthy, not depressed at all, making perfect, wonderful choices, millennials. So we were like, we're gonna do it, open relationship. Yeah, yeah, so if you guys all just wanna form a line right here, um, write down your contact info, I'll get with you in about like a week and a half, not you, Mel, it'll be, it'll be, you know. But yeah, so you know, I was like, all right, fuck it, I can do this, um, and be smart about it. And that lasted for like eight minutes, and then I downloaded like all seven of the fucking dating apps again. Like, like all at once, they all got like stuck coming into my phone, and like they all like pended at ninety-seven percent because I just I just hit the group download from the cloud, and uh, yeah, God, I forgot, y'all, I forgot how bleak it is out there. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure you guys you guys know some of these, right? I mean, you know, straight people, you guys got Tinder, right? You know, swipey, swipey, hanky, panky. Like, it's pretty straightforward. Well, we, we've got, like, seven of the goddamn things because we have zero chill in the gay community. And they're all different. They're all, like, blown out based on body type. It's... So we got, you know, you know... <laughs> yeah, you're all staring at me, like, explain. I'm like, yeah, I guess I should. <laughs> Tell the punchline. Um... <laughs> I mean, you guys, you guys have heard of Grinder, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like kind of the same thing as Tinder, except you don't have to actually like match with someone before you start bugging the ever-loving shit out of them. <laughs> you just like scroll through those pictures until you find some abs. You're like, yeah, my seed would look okay on those, and boop, bingo, bongo. What up? How do it, me? Hello. Then I, I'm pretty sure there was like a paid, like ad-free version of it that came with some horrifying little review feature, like Amazon style. In case you were wondering what Kyle thought of Kyle last Friday. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and these things like pin pe pinpoint people down to like the feet. Like if I was to get on it right now, I could probably find someone within like 942 feet of this house. It's spooky fucking shit. Um, then there was uh, there was Growler. 
uh, which is the exact same thing, except everyone's fat and hairy. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's the Bear app. Um, and that one was more of a future investment for me because I have a desk job and a horrible Arby's addiction, so I know where I'm going to be in like eight to ten years. Uh, there was Jacked, which was for all like the muscly gays. And then there was Scruff. Yeah. Spooky grinder. Grinder after dark. Because you see, everybody, Scruff was the one that came preloaded with all of your horrifying little fetishes. So you didn't have to waste any time typing those things out before you sent them flying off into the internet. Sorry, Mom. Yeah, there was just a checklist. Then they came out with Scruff 2.0, replaced that checklist with one of those little uh, iOS like spin wheel things they usually use to fill out your birth date. So you get real fucking liquored up on a Saturday and like just wheel of fortune that nonsense. Like, what the fuck am I into tonight? Hope it's not piss play. <laughs> just, uh, fuck. <sighs> Puppy play. Yeah, time to buy a leather net mask and never make eye contact with my father again. I did say father, not daddy. Jesus. God. And I was, and it, it was on this, you know, ladies, I feel like some of you really aren't on board with how terrifying this app was. You know that, that unwanted dick pic that you occasionally get when you're just trying to mind your own goddamn business on the internet? Yeah, well, this is the app that took that unwanted dick pic and just, just brutally fucking one-upped it. Just, just ripped it right off at the base <laughs> with the unwanted and unasked for splayed butthole pick. Like, it is a vile little corner of the internet. And I'm on there one night, and I get the scariest fucking string of messages I've ever gotten. Uh, first one that comes rocketing right out the gate there is, a, hey, buddy, uh, want to get coffee sometime? And I was like, coffee the fuck is that code for am i gonna get murdered but like you know i was pretty lonely at the time so i was like yeah i'll get stabbed either way right and don't make jokes like that your mom won't come to your comedy shows but yeah i was like all right fuck it whatever let's risk it you know maybe i wind up as somebody's skin suit maybe i don't it's a it's a fine final time we'll see I'm like, sure, yeah, coffee, where, where are we going to do it? And then he fires back. Why well, live at Easton? Uh, so that works best for me. And I have never deleted an app and blocked a phone number faster in my entire goddamn life. <laughs> Can't be seen on a date at Easton. I have a reputation to uphold. And if you couldn't tell by the mustache and the zipper boots, that reputation is mountains and mountains of pretense. <laughs> Would lose all of my boulevard credentials if I ever went to ease that street cred for gay white kids. Uh, yeah, you guys, I can't do that shit. I live on a rapidly gentrifying corner in Old Town East, across the street from a vegan bakery, uh, cat-a-corner to a specialty pizza shop, uh, above an independent wine dealer, and next to what I have to assume is an art gallery. Don't don't know for certain. I just know that there is perfect lighting, beautiful drapes, and a kayak full of motor oil just right in the middle of the room. Art gallery. But yeah, um, so you know I fucked around on these apps for for a bit uh, this past summer, uh, which uh, came back to uh, to bite me in the something because. Uh, 
you know, it's uh, it's the first year that Capital Law School was like, hey, Pat Deering, uh, you want to you want to come do the Pride Parade with us? And I was like, oh boy, I'm glad you asked. You won't be. Uh, so so here I am on the back of the uh, the Capital University Pride float. Uh, everybody else is in their like lawyer gear with you know, like maybe a little rainbow lapel pin, and I'm in these like knockoff fucking like shin high lesbian boots from Target because they're the only things that would fit my fit my awful boat feet. I got these like itty bitty little booty shorts that I bought off of Amazon, but I'm a cheapskate, so they came from Taiwan. And I had to get like 11 XL, and they're they're still like fraying at the sides as I'm sniffed there in the float. And this like homemade cutoff crop top that says no cops in pride on it. Just like on the back of the law school float, like, hey, Columbus, <laughs> you're going to enjoy this. And there, there's only one place to keep your fucking phone when you're dressed like that. And my, my phone goes off and I, I almost fell off the back of the float. So that was a, it got me. And I <laughs> this thing out like, hello. And it's my doctor. And I was like, oh, this is weird. I just saw her yesterday. And she's like, hey, dipshit, uh, guess what? Chlamydia. <laughs> yep, yep. Don't get uh, tested the day before Pride, because you could find out that you have an STD in the middle of Pride. <laughs> yeah, bad, uh, bad news. Really put a damper on the weekend. Um, but I, unfortunately, grew up in a tiny, shitty, rural little fuckhole in Ohio, so uh, my sex ed was uh, subpar. <laughs> so I hear chlamydia, and I'm just like, oh, I'm going to die, right? <laughs> this is it. Like, this is the one that gives you, like, those festering dick craters, and, like, your brain falls out, right? Because that's all of them. They all do that. So I, I'm just like, oh, fuck. And she's like, well, you know, the, the clinic closes about three. Like, you just, you know, got to come in and get some pills. And I leapt off the back of that float. Like, just, we're, we're, we're on Broad Street just passing high. And I, I, like, leapt off the back of the goddamn thing and, like, fat Thor, like, landed in the middle of the intersection, like, looking around at all these, all these moms and kids and cops and protesters just, like, thinking, how the fuck do I get to Equitat? before they close and I see the last goddamn bird scooter left downtown and I'm like this is it this is this is my chariot and I leapt on that thing and it's got like one little thing of battery left so I go flying down the street at eight and a half miles an hour knock off target lesbian boots quickly fraying booty shorts, sweated through anti-cop crop top, down Long Street to the clinic. And if you guys know Pride in Columbus, there's only one way out of the fucking city during that parade, and it's Long Street. And I'm taking up a whole goddamn lane. I got like eight Pataskala soccer moms in their Escalades behind me, like beeping their horns because they had to come down and pretend to give a shit for three hours, but they don't get back to the suburbs before then. Their hair will burst into flames. And I'm just like, don't beep at me. It might fall off. I don't know how this works. I finally get to the clinic and I run in there like five minutes to close. And I go panting, leaning over the thing and just like the angriest saddest little twink on the planet the one little gay that didn't get to go to pride because he had to work was behind the counter 
And he walks over, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> Pat Deering, I'm here for, like, I don't know, something like azithromycin or something. And he doesn't even look, because there's only one bag left on the shelf behind him. He just reaches over, and he grabs it, and he slaps it down the counter in front of me. And he goes, you want to use this, right? And I'm like, no, actually, first, first time. <laughs> and, he, and he leans over the counter at lesbian shin boots. Blown out on one side, booty shorts, <laughs> anti-cop crop top, and goes, sure. <laughs> and stalks back off into the office and slams the door behind him. So that's how I didn't find out that you need to take that shit with food. Uh, otherwise, you will barf it back up on your cat like half an hour later and then have to go back in Monday morning anyways and get another, another fucking dose of those goddamn horse pills. God, they're huge. They're this, um, oh, horses. I hate horses. <laughs> God, I hate horses. Um, any, my, oh, I'm just going to do it. I always get a little nervous when I start this joke because um, I'm always afraid that some Megan with a Y is just going to like charge the stage and like <laughs> spear me through the fucking window <laughs> for having the audacity to talk down to horses. <laughs> But they're they're awful. They're they're giant, like stomping, kicking, crushing, biting, pooping murder machines. They'll they'll rip your face off if you let them. And they're they're one of the only two animals that ever grows up to become a cop. <laughs> you can't <laughs> can't trust a horse. God. Uh, uh, I can't do it. Um, <laughs> No, I just and I and I was um, you know I was recently down in Lexington with the the aforementioned boyfriend and there's there's like two things you can do in Lexington, Kentucky, and that's drink bourbon and stare at horses. Like that's that's the in, that's the entire economy in in that city is booze and horse looking, and. <laughs> And so we, we do what you do. We went to Keeneland, um, which is where they keep like the expensive horses. And, you know, we're taking the tour through there and we're going like down the middle. And they, they got the horses and they're like little horse cubicles on, on either side of the barn and stalls. Yeah. And we're like, we're like about halfway through the uh, halfway through the tour. When I start getting like the world's most heinous fucking stomach pain, like crippling bent over cramps and I fall down against one of these stall doors and to my horror I look up and the biggest of the stomping kicking crushing biting pooping murder machines is like right here just like breathing down the side of my face and I'm positive that if I if I look away another tiny little horse mouth <laughs> is going to come out of the big horse mouth <laughs> and just <laughs> Just Ellen Ripley and me, just, just whoop, that'll be it. But somehow this is not what happens. This horse seeming to understand that I'm in, that I'm in pain uh, appears to take pity on me and instead of crushing my face, just reaches down its giant, awful mouth full of oversized people teeth <laughs> and just ever so gently nuzzles the side of my face and for, for a split second, I got it. I understood what that girl with the four different colored inhalers was telling me in middle school about horses. And I put my hand on the side of its giant head, and I looked deep into one of its big old fishbowl eyeballs, <laughs> and I shit my pants. 
And not, not a little. This was, if I hadn't been wearing a belt that day, I would have had to have bought a new hat. But I'm feeling better now, so I push myself up off that horse saw, and I'm like, all right, cool, this is, I'm good now. And I waddle my way back over to the tour group, and it's, you know, about 40 seconds later, people are like, what the fuck is that smell? Like, when they were looking around, and I'm like, oh, God, yeah, you're telling me. Like, whoo, horses, Jesus, they stink. Especially Bruiser over here. And it knew what I did. It knew. It knew that at 30 years of age, I just shit my pants and blamed it on a horse. Yeah, and this is, this is actually why I ask at the start of shows if we're still inside a 270, because that horse is out there looking for me. God. Yeah, so um, you might be wondering why I shit my pants at 30 years of age and I'm tore and blamed it on a horse. Um, it's because, uh, yeah, that uh, boyfriend, pediatrician, and kids are fucking gross. It was norovirus. Yeah, which usually just like bothers rich people on cruise ships. Um, yeah, uh, it's bad. You fire from both ends for like 48 hours. It's, uh, it's horrific. Um, he's brought home like everything. Like every possible thing that you can catch, he's brought home. And so I've caught all of it. Um, we had a whooping cough scare uh, recently because uh, Central Ohio is the Midwest capital of the anti-vaxxer movement. So that's super neat. Yeah, and that's a real neat thing to have to like call your Irish immigrant mom about and be like, hey, you remember that wacky-ass Victorian nonsense disease that like killed your younger brother and chased your whole family across the Atlantic? <laughs> well, it's back because Janet won't put a fucking needle in her little crotch gremlins. And yeah, you, you saved up all your money to escape the IRA and whooping cough, and now your firstborn's going to die of it in Columbus, Ohio anyways. Truly, the Irish story. <laughs> That's actually what Angela's Ashes is about. Um, <laughs> no one has ever laughed at that before. <laughs> oh, God. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you on this, you guys. Um, you might be wondering why I came here, like, shirt tucked in, looking like a total corporate piece of shit. And that's uh, that's because I am a total corporate piece of shit. Um, I work in the insurance industry. Um, yeah. Oh, it's a nightmare. Uh, it's not for the reasons you'd think, though. I know a lot of people are always kind of like, ooh, like the out gay in corporate America. That can't be great. And you know, it's it's really actually not that bad. Um, you know, corporations are all about the big D these days, you guys. Yeah, diversity. They love that shit. They eat it up. They got budgets for, vice presidents of. It is great. And nothing, believe me, nothing sends you rocketing up the corporate ladder like being an overly educated white gay. It's just like, whoop. It's wonderful. Um, it's also kind of horrifying because it's literally affirmative action. Um, so just another thing that gay white men stole from black women. Yeah. It's a, it's a mess. But yeah, you know, it's corporate America, insurance company. You know, it's, it's not that bad being the, the gay. Except for, uh, you know, when shit goes wrong. Because you guys have heard all that awful stuff that right-wing preachers and Bible people like to blame on the gays, right? Things like tornadoes, <laughs> floods, hailstorms, fire raining down from the heavens, locusts eating your crops. That's a real bitch for the bottom line if you're the number one farm and ranch insurance provider in the country. 
Yeah, I can assure you, nobody underwriting appreciates it when you walk in Monday morning, head held high, even though you know full well that you're the one that blowjobbed up the last hurricane. <laughs> yeah, it was a claims load deering, they used to call me. Just a horrible nickname. I think it means I got hand jobs that'll flood basements. It's actually excluded. It's exclusion, that's exclusion number four in your basic standard H08 homeowners line policy form. Don't go looking for blowjob floods. It's all floods. We're not that pedantic. <laughs> that's it for me. I think we're going to do an intermission here. Uh, are you coming back up before we do that? All right, put your hands together for your host, Jimmy. All right, guys, we're about to take a little intermission and whatnot, but uh, start working on your Q&A questions. I guess there's some prizes or something like that if you come up with some good questions. So uh, get a drink, take a piss, whatever you got to do, and come back with something funny. Hey, y'all, it's your host, Mel Milliman, right here. Um, some of you may have heard of uh, this COVID thing that's... Uh, been uh been going around it's it's uh it's kind of been a big deal it's uh, basically shut down everything that you know and love um including lampshade media presents live so this show is recorded in february that you're listening to right now and it is the last show that we were able to do before before covid came in and uh started fucking shit up so in the future just letting you know getting you ready we're going to be doing some different stuff. Lampshade Media Presents is still going to be creating content, and it's still going to be fun. But obviously, live shows aren't an option, so we're going to be doing some different stuff. We're going to be mixing up a little bit. So get ready for that. show's not going anywhere. Live shows hopefully will come back someday. And uh, just, yeah, keep listening. Tell your friends. Write a review. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Instagram. Follow us and all of that fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, have a good time. Love you. Enjoy Brooke Curtis. I've been told to remind you guys that we got the Q and A coming up. Uh, what do you win a dildo if you got the best question? What is it? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> All right, give it up for Brooke Curtis. It's great to be here. How are we doing tonight? Am I on? Am I good? Everyone's so tall and their jeans are so tight. Nice. Woo! It was like a very sensual marble man who just introduced me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming out. Um, thank you for taking a 45-minute intermission. Are we all awake? Yeah. Everyone took like a brief nap. I was like down there, I was in the basement. It's all the way back to Catholic school and I used to like finger bang girls. I was like, what are we doing down here? Can I swear? I don't know. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm already, I'm already, this is already going well and my mom is definitely going to listen to this. Uh, my mom and I are related. Anyone else have family? It's pretty dope. Pretty dope. My mom and I don't get along, which is probably not shocking considering my opening line was about finger-banging women in Catholic school. Uh, she is different than me politically. Yeah! Does anyone have any family that they don't agree with? That they don't agree with politically? This is the hottest bits is what you're going to get tonight. Very hot, very topical. My mom and I, don't, we don't get along, uh, so uh, we talk every couple months because I want to stay in the will. 
Yeah. Get that condo money. Yeah. Or maybe just the condo. Who knows? She's pretty dope. Uh, but she lives in Richmond, Virginia. If you don't know what that is, that is the, the, the jewel of the Confederacy. Uh, one of the three Confederate capitals during the Civil War. Don't know if you knew that either. Yeah, I knew. So Richmond wasn't ready. So they put it somewhere else, and then they moved it to Richmond, and then Richmond was burning. The North was winning. Don't tell them. The, the South doesn't know, want to know that. Uh, and then uh, they moved it at the last minute when they got every, all the rich people out of Richmond, and then everyone else died because, yeah, pretty cool. This is actually just a history lesson. I am not a comedian. Um, my mom and I don't talk about uh, things like Confederate monuments because, again, I want to be in the will, so we do baby steps into what that is. She struggled through the Confederate monument journey. We talked about it once, and uh, it was a journey is what it was. It's, it's always a journey with her. And I, I was like really trying with facts, and then I realized, <laughs> I realized that that's not the way to go. It's just not. It's not the way to go, no matter what the political conversation is. You have to go with emotion. And I was like, Mom, please just stay with me. Just stay with me on this journey. There is a man walking through a park with his son, and they're both m black men. And the, the young black man looks up, and he sees this Confederate monument. And the Confederate monument wasn't put up right after the Civil War, right? Of course it wasn't. It was actually put up while the Civil Rights Movement was happening in response to the proposal of what is now the Voting Rights Amendment, which we just celebrated the 50th anniversary of. I'm a lawyer. And... <laughs> That young black man is walking through the park with his black son and they just had a conversation of the police and how to move around and blah, 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 and all these things. And it was really great and he looks up and he's like, oh, dad, who is that? And that father has to explain to his son that in this public park there was a government-funded statue to support the racist practices of Jim Crow while folks were fighting for the right to vote. And my mom was like, okay, I hear you. I was like, cool, we're on the fucking phone. You should hear me. She's like, but all those monuments are so beautiful. And if they take them down, I'm really worried it's going to affect housing prices in my area. And I was like, I didn't think of that. Got to keep that will money up. You know what I'm saying? We can't lose that housing value on that condo didn't call her for three months it's been fun i think uh i tried evolution because i thought that would be a lower level challenge right because obviously some people got nervous i saw the buttholes clench when i brought up confederate monuments i get it but my mom i was like evolution everyone can agree evolution is cool right we're all on that page no cool i thought we were inside 270 pat what happened <laughs> There's like a fucking, there's a poster downstairs about Halliburton. I thought I was in the right house. <laughs> My mom doesn't believe in evolution. We were raised very Catholic. Any Catholics here? Woo! That's good. So you didn't go to Ash Wednesday? You whore. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. My mom doesn't do well with that. I was like, Mom, you really think God did this? You know what I mean? Like, just outside of religion and all the creation myth, well, story, whatever journey you're on. It's like, you think God created this mess? Like, really? You think he was up? Like, I, I have a glove compartment razor. 
I shaved my neck before coming into the show tonight. I have a hair that grows out of my rib cage that's two inches thick. Not long, thick. You could cut that in ribbon dance with it. Okay? My feet, two days. Frodo Baggins. Like, I'm dead ass. That's what it is, right? And you think we're not related to monkeys? <laughs> this is God's cruelest joke. The most Catholic people on earth are the hairiest people. That's how it works. The Italians. My mom's like, no, I just think it was intelligent design. I'm like, all right. All right, Kathleen, I'll hear you all. It's a real name. She's not going to listen to this shit. Don't matter. I was like, what about testicles? She's, <laughs> she's like, I'll listen. She's just like, maybe Brooke's straight now. We're excited. You know what I mean? She's like, whatever it takes. I was like, you think God was up there on the whatever day? You know, what day was man created? Someone shout it out. One through seven. One through seven. That's a lot of men. We only needed one to start this bullshit. Whatever day, the fifth or sixth day, and God's just up there like a fucking softball catcher just chilling out. Now we're here, sir, and this is where it's going to go. You're my guy for this whole joke, and this is just it. You're doing great. Yeah, this is great. You're great. You're great. You think God was up there, and he was just talking to the angels, and he was just like, we got to rest the cradle of civilization somewhere. Isn't that crazy? We wouldn't be here without testicles. Isn't that nuts? <laughs> That's the elixir of life. None of us would be here without that shit. It's gross. And God was like, we got to put it somewhere safe so everyone can protect it so civilization go on. And the angels are like, okay, God, like we could put it in like a box, a lock box of some kind. You know what I mean? We could just put it in like a safe somewhere to protect it. And then we could just, you know, he's like, no, put it right between a man's legs. And the angels are like, oh, God, I don't know if that's the best place for seems risky and, and fuzzy and we don't know and God's like I'm omnipotent motherfuckers <laughs> and he's just like alright cool 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 can we put some protection around it and he's like nope just two avocado pits in an oatmeal sack <laughs> roll the dice humanity and then and then I don't know how many of you are parents but if you don't know this the stuff in testicles doesn't even work if it's too warm. You know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm also a science teacher. Uh, it is, it doesn't work. It has to be a couple degrees cooler than the rest of the body, which is why it kind of hangs like, ugh, you know what I mean. <laughs> and God put... And God put it in the hottest part of a man's body. Have you ever been down there on a man after a hot day? Oh. 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 All that talcum powder has turned into the world's shittiest craft paste. Try to go down on a dude, it's like a golden retriever with peanut butter in his mouth. Just like All y'all motherfuckers got those ingrown hairs. You all look like, you look like a tapeworm under a microscope here. What happened to you? Exfoliate, men. That's why all women are 10% gay. We loofah. It's fucking gross. Your ingrown hairs are like eight inches long in your inner thighs. Why did none of you have hair on your upper thighs? Okay, anyways. 
So I don't talk to my mom. <laughs> dating sucks, man. Dating is not great. I'm not great at it. I don't, I'm not good with boundaries. I know that's shocking. <laughs> I'm not good at it. I talked to someone. I like this girl. We were chatting. I was into her. We were 10 days in. I was like, time for tits, right? Just send a picture. Just see what's up. You know what I mean? No warning. It's like 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. Again, let's roll the dice. She was like, hey, those are super great. <laughs> She's like, but I'm actually at the 9-11 memorial with my family. And I was like, cool, full frontal. Let's go for it. She'll never forget. <laughs> Love is complicated now. It's more complicated than it was. I don't think it's easier. Someone is definitely getting a nude. That's a signal. That's a signal noise. I heard that. I know what that means. Nudes. <laughs> My Aunt Jency, uh, she knew what love was. And she recently passed away, so you're going to feel real shitty at the end of this joke. Um, she uh, died when she was 96, but every day up to then, she would put on a uh, cassette tape of Perry Como that she recorded off the radio. Aww. That's the right noise, whoever made that noise. <laughs> And she would pick up a picture frame of her and my uncle Nick dancing at a USO dance. And when he got back from the war, he was in a wheelchair. So that photo of them dancing at the USO dance was kind of their last photo of them dancing. Now they got married and they had wonderful kids and grandkids and they had a wonderful life together. She would pick up this photo. She would dance around her living room and she would tell my uncle Nick about her day. How are none of you awing? She's dead. <laughs> you absolute assholes. Thank you. At least clutch your pearls. Damn it. Ah. That's what love is. I sent a tit pic to a woman at a 9-11 memorial. You know what I mean? We're just, we're at different levels. We're not doing great. Same thing. Yeah, we're doing really good. <laughs> This is gone awry. Thanks for booking me, though. I'll take that. I'll take that all the time. Um, I do date women. Is, did any gay people get in? Or are we in Hilliard? What the fuck is happening? I'm very nervous. I see a lot of body waves, but not a lot of dykes. This is not my jam. Did, there's no gay people here. Okay, cool. Pat. There's Pat. <laughs> this is like one more white guy away from a Klan rally, and we have to be very careful. This is a little nerve-wracking. If you don't know about the lesbian culture, let me educate you. I identify as queer. Let me teach you how to use it in a sentence so you don't accidentally say a slur, okay? So queer is a complicated word that we maybe aren't comfortable using. You, if you say it with a Southern accent, it's a slur, okay? Like that's queer and we run, we run away. Pat and I are leaving, we're out the door, we're Wizard of Ozing it to my Prius, we're just done. But if you're like, hey, I met this queer comedian last night. I bought her number one selling album on iTunes on Spotify or iTunes. That's how you use it. And you should buy my album on iTunes or listen to it on Spotify. I make 40 cents a year on Spotify. Who's heard the term gold star lesbian before? Let's get educated. Ma'am, what's a gold star lesbian? 
Yahtzee. That's not true, but I uh, <laughs> definitely have had sex with men. I here's the thing: gold star lesbians. They're everywhere. They're like Visa. They're so terrible. <laughs> And they get real pouty and shitty if you've ever seen a dick, let alone like have a dick get inside you accidentally. You know what I mean? You're just both rollerblading naked. Shit happens. It's not my fault. I just am saying they get mad, right? And they're thinking, I can't believe you fucking dick. And then I'm like, all right, Carol, go in your nightstand. What's the thing you have in your nightstand that gets you off? What is it shaped like? You know what I mean? Is it shaped like a Fosse hand? What are we doing? No. No, it's shaped like a big old dick. <laughs> Gold star lesbians that sound are exhausting. And that's why I don't identify as a lesbian anymore. The word that grosses me out, it kind of sounds like a combination of thespian and like, and like bile. I don't like it. I don't like it. Like I'm a lesbian. I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? Do you need to go to the hospital? I don't like it. Identify as queer because I date women, I fuck women, I fall in love with women in stupid ways, sir, stupid ways. But every couple years I'm like, have men changed? (laughs) No. (laughs) Plot twist, y'all have not changed. But I just keep trying. I'm getting smarter though. I'm getting smarter now, I'm in my 30s. I'm not fucking around with dudes in their 20s anymore, right? I'm not. It's not worth the multiple orgasms. It's just not. It's not worth it. I'm like, cool, you can come twice, but like, do you know where to take me to dinner that there wasn't a shooting at last week? Actually happened in Columbus. I like divorced dads. I do. I do. They're sad. They're sad. They're only part-time available. I don't have the time for a full-time divorced dad. You know what I'm saying? They need to have a couple kids. They ghost you three to four days a week and you can get shit done. I don't have time for a full-on relationship. My Aunt Jensie was married to a ghost for like 30 years. She had time for other shit. It doesn't, the joke doesn't work now that she's died. It was recent. I, it's fine. She was, a, she was a boss bitch. She would love this joke. <laughs> I fucked a vet on Veterans Day. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah. What did you do for your country? (laughs) Should see the (laughs) should see the shit I have to pull on Memorial Day. (laughs) It was a slow burn. It was a slow burn. It was worth it though. It was worth it. It was worth it. No, no, I fucked a vet on Veterans Day, and I, I, I cleared this joke with him because obviously, you know, support the troops. <laughs> he was great. He was great. He came inside me because I make good choices. <laughs> he freaked out. He's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, don't worry, I have an IUD. And he's like, what? <laughs> it was a... D- <laughs> It was a dishonorable discharge, y'all. I never fucked the active duty. I, I never, I never fuck active duty though. I never, 
I never fuck with active duty, though. Too happy. You know what I mean? I don't need that kind of optimism in my life. Give me a veteran. You know what I mean? Like, fuck the ghosts of your fallen comrades into me. Give me that PTSD. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that was the last one. That was the last one. That was the last one. You did so good. You did so good. What a journey we were all on. I'm out of wine. This is not going to go well for you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, good. That's, yep. That's great. That's good. You just, you could just pour it in there. Yeah. Yeah. These are your, these are your very nice glasses. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Jesus. Oh, my gosh. What a journey we're all on. So you're not gay. Uh, none of you. Good for you. Get out. Okay, one. Look at these plate hand races. Good. Very nice. You're like, oh my God, I sucked a dick once. I don't know. Um, good for you. Good for you. Thank you for coming out and being here in, in a very homophobic neighborhood. I feel like, you know, I'm just joking. I'm joking. We all know you have a gay cousin and you get your hair done by a gay person. We, it's fine. I love a Midwest lesbian. That's why I live in this town. I travel all over the country and I talk about the joy of the Midwest lesbian. You know the Midwest lesbian. You love the Midwest lesbian. She delivers your mail. (laughs) She works at UPS. She works at Chipotle. She is one of us. You gotta love her. And I love all of them. And they're all named Tiff. Mm. They all look the same. You know what I'm talking about? They got that look. If you've all seen the 1991 animated classic Beauty and the Beast, you know what I'm talking about. You know at the end when the beast transforms back into the prince? Everyone remember that moment? Remember the fire, the lights are shooting out of his hands and it's exciting, right? Because the beast was already kind of a babe. Can we all just collectively agree on the delts? I love a man with delts who can't read. You know what I mean? Just dumb. Mm. Let me teach you, baby. I teach you. Oh! Sensual. And then he turns into this prince, and you're like, cool, now he's going to have a human dick and a castle. Yahtzee, right? That's what I was thinking. I was excited. And I already was kind of more into Prince Eric because he had a boat, but like, whatever. I'm flexible. And he turns into this, like, fucking pasty-ass Caucasian mess. With like a founding father's ponytail <laughs> and a women's blouse. That's a Midwest lesbian. You know them. They're great. They always they also sometimes they have a headband, holds back all their secrets. They look very nervous. I dated one. I dated one of those. I tried my best. And we were going to a wedding, and I was in a dress, and she was in a, in a, in a men's suit because I love gender roles. I know that's <laughs> follow me on the journey. It's weird <laughs> considering. But I was, it was great. So I was in my little dress, and she comes down the stairs, and she's in a men's suit. She's in men's everything, okay? She's in a men's suit and men's shoes and men's socks and men's underwear. She even found like a men's sports bra committed do you know what i mean (laughs) whole thing so she comes down the stairs and she's in all men's clothes and what do i say what's your name dan what do i say to her what do i say to her she comes down the stairs like it's she's all that and she's just coming down the stairs but she's dressed like a fucking man and i say oh my god baby you look so hot wrong answer no go what did i say i said handsome 
That was the wrong answer, Dan. <laughs> Why? I don't fucking know either, Dan. <laughs> I don't know. So then I was like, you're so handsome. She's like, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. I'm going to backtrack. I'm going to backtrack. What do you say? Hot as fuck, right, great, still sleeping on the couch. Not specific enough to the outfit, okay? What else? Shh, beautiful, absolutely. You're not even getting laid ever again because the internalized misogyny is so much that they're like, I can't compute, it's just their head explodes, right? And not in a sexy, fun way. What can you say? What's the one word you can say to all Midwest lesbians? You're leaving here with an actionable item. Stafford. Yeah! Got it! Dapper. That's it. Everything else, they're like, oh, you think I look like Paddington Bear? (laughs) (laughs) Because I was like, you're like cute as a button. (laughs) Wrong answer. Dapper is it. See? There's. You do good for you. Use it in a sentence. Tiff looks dapper today. That's how you use that. Heard abortion jokes earlier. That was pretty dope. Good. I'm not going to do that. But I am going to talk about his abortion billboards in the state of Ohio. Because I'm not from here. And what a journey living here has been on the abortion billboards. I don't care what you think about abortion. I'm a lawyer. You already know what I think about it. I believe in a woman's fundamental right to choose. But what's up with the billboards? Has anyone had their mind changed on such a fundamentally personal issue such as abortion by a billboard you're driving down 71 and you're just like oh yeah no now i'm pro-choice is that how it works right and i gotta say the anti-choicers billboards no gay graphic designers are helping them out holy shit i saw one and it was like three different fonts it was like yeah and all of them were comic sans i don't even know how they did it and it was like it was some, you know, choose life, be a mom, whatever. It doesn't, I didn't actually read it because I was so distracted by the terrible fonts. And then they had some like picture of a fetus. And I get it, but I had no context of size. Like, right? Like put a Sacagawea dollar or something next to it. <laughs> How big is the fetus right now? I just, I need more information. If you're gonna change my mind about such a fundamentally personal issue, it just seems get just, you just have to select all and pick one font. (laughs) I like Cambria body myself, but do Cambria light. Sometimes it auto corrects to that. Live your life, Queens. It's very confusing. I was going down to Athens, Ohio. Does anyone go down to Southeast Ohio? Yeah. So huge opioid crisis down there, and they're trying to combat it with billboards. Pretty smart. That's how we solve everything here. But they're actually not even direct about the opioid crisis. What they're doing is they're putting up these pro-parenting billboards, right? So they're like, hey, I know you had some kids, and now you have a drug problem that the government's not gonna help you with. Uh, So, uh, have you taken time to be a dad today? (laughs) Right? And then, (laughs) the powers that be in Athens County don't wanna put a race on the billboard, 
right? Because then that would be a thing, and then we'd make the national news. So they want to keep it really neutral, so they put this little cactus (laughs) next to a big cactus. They did, yeah. And then the big cactus is kind of leaning over to the little baby cactus. And it's like, take time to be a dad today. I'm like, you know what? These cactuses are perfect. They're great examples of how difficult it is to be a man in our society because you're like, I can't really touch you. It'll hurt. (laughs) It's complicated to be a dude and show affection. This little cactus is like, I don't know what I'm doing. My dad's on drugs. And it was all, we need to fund the opioid crisis is what I'm saying. Again, not a joke. This is a TED Talk. I am very passionate about these things. Oh, man, I didn't bring my phone. I thought there'd be a timer. What a journey we're on together. How long have I been up here? A long time. I'm going to get off after the show with someone else, but I'm going to get off stage in a few minutes. Um, I went to Catholic school, as I'm sure you can tell from my perversions and passion for finger-banging girls in my basement. Who went to Catholic school here? (laughs) So many and all straight. How many years were you in, sir? In what? Catholic school. Uh, Twelve. Twelve. He's a priest. Oh, my God. That's so many years. It's K through 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you got it right, too. It was the right way and everything. How many years were you in? Until you were 13. Okay, so like eight, nine years, okay? So you're only so okay. So you're only bisexual. That's how that works. Yeah, five years or under, you get out as bi. But more than that, you're a priest or you're a big old dyke. That's it. There's no choice. It's even Dan's kind of a dyke. We don't really know. Um, I can say the word. You can. It's fine. Uh, we're gonna get through it. Don't worry about. It. Everyone's like. <laughs> Everyone just turned into like heterosexual raptors. <laughs> They're just like very nervous all of a sudden. Sorry, I didn't make. I didn't mean to make y'all nervous. You can't say that word. Okay. I went to Catholic school. I loved it. We had sex ed, but the PTA fought what we could learn in sex ed because we could get pregnant or worse. So we only had two classes of actual sexual education and then the rest of seventh grade sex ed, we watched original Twilight Zone episodes. So my fetishes are fucking weird. That's when they develop, y'all. In case you didn't know. So <laughs> the bisexual is like, it's true. <laughs> so we had two classes of sex education. They could only agree on very few things for us to learn. And uh, the first day we learned about the female anatomy. And they had those transparencies. Do you all remember transparencies? Yeah. Remember in like they would be like, and they'd be like and they had to like lick it and then <laughs> rub it off. And it, it was a whole thing. It's just like that. <laughs> I would say after to clean the transparencies. And uh, they showed us the, so they couldn't agree on showing us the clitoris because it, it's the devil's button. We can't be showing anybody a clitoris. Um, so they showed us the internal makings of the female reproductive system, which if you see it internally, it's kind of, it's, it looks like Pac-Man. And I liked video games and I was like, that looks pretty dope. I would get into that, you know what I mean? Pick your own adventure. But with fallopian tubes, the men in here are very confused. You Google it later. I don't have this kind of time. And then the next day, they agreed to show us the male anatomy. They put it up on the transparency, and they had two slides for the men. And they had one, and we got to see everything on the dudes. And it was this, like, one was just kind of a, 
you know, was just a dick. Just kind of sitting around. How's my dick, sir? It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, and then the second transparency was just like a rock hard boner. It was just really, it was a grower, not a shower. It was huge. But because it had been so long since they taught sex ed, the transparencies stuck together. So all my sixth grade eyeballs saw was this. It's like, I don't have the room for all that. I'm missing a whole, I must be gay. I do have the room for all that though. Now we, you figure it out. You Google it later. I, I'll leave you on this. We had um, one class. So I was in for 13 years. Um, thank you. Condolences. Uh, they sent me to Bible pre-K because I already had a unibrow and hated men. They're like, get her into Jesus. Um, and when I got to high school, they split up our genders. Did you go to all boys ever? Or was it all genders? No, it was co-ed. It was co the whole time. That's bold. Yeah. Good for them. I, you know, they split us up and they were like, just in case, you know what I mean? We want to be careful when we hit puberty and started like experimenting. They put the girls in one school and the boys in the other. And I'm like, Yahtzee, cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, ah, I'm going to fuck the tuba player in the high school musical. That's not a joke. That's a fact. Her name's Nora. She's a delight. We still talk. Um, but we had a class called morality and back me up. What's your first name? Paul. So back me up. Morality was a class you could get graded in. Yeah, yeah. Did you have a class called morality? Uh, not as such, but something similar. Something similar? How'd you do? Uh, I, I did fine. <laughs> Paul's a fucking G. Paul's not telling me shit. <laughs> Paul's either a priest or a cop, and I can't figure it out. <laughs> and frankly, to be honest, if I mean, it could be both. I have no idea. I don't know the rules anymore. I'm out. They kicked me out. But I think, uh, oh my God, you're a cop! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Oh my God, it'd be great. We're natural enemies, Paul, you and me. <laughs> a lawyer and a cop, we could start a buddy comedy, you know what I mean? No one would watch it. My mom would watch it. She'd be like, look at you, you made a friend. We had a class called Morality. I aced it, because I'm good at lying, and pretty great. And uh, our teacher had us pray every day before class. And back me up, that was kind of normal. Uh, but she had us pray for our future husbands. <laughs> Wherever they were. We're 15. We're 15. That's some child bride shit. Like, outside of what you think about child marriage, <laughs> you can be on board with this joke. <laughs> She got real weird as the year went on. She'd be like, you know, she it was uh, she was probably drunk. She's making 17k a year. You know what I mean? Get drunk, Judy. Get drunk. She'd be like, maybe your husband's having an especially bad day today, and he needs extra prayers. Or maybe his mom is sick. She needs your prayers today. I was like, Judy, from what I know about mother-in-laws, I think I'm gonna let the cancer take her. <laughs> I want to pick out my own bridesmaids colors, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I don't need that kind of competition. 
I don't know. I think about it though, and this is this is where I will leave you on this image, is that I prayed every day for a man to come into my life, my future husband, and he's out there somewhere, <laughs> maybe in this room. I hope not. <laughs> but he's out there somewhere, maybe in like South Dakota, and like my shit is good, right? Those prayers were legit. I they were like the surge of prayers. That's an ancient uh, soda reference. I uh, like. Legit, I was a virgin, I was Catholic, I was straight, I was Italian, so the hairs are a conduit to Jesus. <laughs> you know, everything. And it landed somewhere, because even if you don't believe in God and Catholicism and white Jesus, you gotta believe in energy, right? And that shit landed, that was, I had intentions. And there's this just, you can imagine the guy in South Dakota living this blessed life, you know what I mean? Every day he goes out and he tills the land and he just grows apples and papayas and mangoes. It's like the Fertile Crescent, it's just Mesopotamia every day. And then, but the line on his property, everything around him is barren, right? He has this gift with the land and he comes in after tilling the land every night and he sees his gorgeous wife and she's a size two and she had all three of their kids vaginally and bounced right back to a size two. It's a miracle. It's actually physically impossible, but it happened. Yeah, he's got three perfect kids. Two are in 4-H. One just ran for student council and he lost, but he learned a lot. He just goes up to bed takes his wife and it's like, I'm in the mood for sex. And she's like, I thought you'd never ask. They have amazing sex. He always comes. She never does. She doesn't care. And as he falls asleep and she gleefully kisses his forehead as she whisks herself off to the bathroom to finish herself off in private, he falls asleep in that post-sex coma all those divorced dads know so well. And thanks the Lord and thanks Yahweh for his unlimited blessings. And he doesn't know why he's so lucky. And then four hours later, he wakes up because he had the same panic nightmare wet dream about a sturdy brunette lesbian from Ohio. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Chad. My name's Brooke Cardis. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you for all the comedians you saw tonight. Put your hands together for your host. All right, I'll give it up for Brooke. <laughs> All right, uh, I think we got a Q&A coming up here. Let me uh, introduce the man, the myth, the legend, the CEO behind Lampshade Media, Mr. Mel Milliman. He got too many drinks, not enough hands. Too many drinks, not enough hands is the story of my life. You guys having fun tonight? Yeah! God damn, how about this shit? Ah, we're in my living room. <laughs> so fucking weird. And my my old neighbor of eight years is uh, sitting in the front row. I would have never thought that. Yeah. <laughs> Give it up for uh, uh, Mr. Brimley. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for Q&A? Hell yeah, because you've been thinking this whole time because you know, you know what's in this bag, right? And uh, I would say one of the most interesting questions tonight, the uh, comedians are gonna pick 
the most interesting question, the most thought-provoking question that happens tonight is going to get a call-in spot on Lampshade Media. Presents whatever the fuck the name is when you listen to it. I rebrand a lot. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Spoilers. So anyway, um, I did... What, what's, what's your name? Yeah. Amanda. Amanda. I'm sorry. You, you had some great input earlier in the show. I was very happy with it. And I just think that our first prize... Yeah. Yeah. And remember again, if you do pay extra for the VIP tickets, I will step on your feet. So that's just a part of that deal. So anyway, everybody, uh, you love the comedians. Give it up again. Comedians, please come back to the stage. Hell yeah. All right, how you guys feeling about this Q&A session? All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, first thing we have, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to hand these, uh, these toys that the garden has so graciously given us uh, over to a comedian, and they're going to get to choose who gets that. <laughs> Pat Deering has uh, just stolen the prostate <laughs> massager. <laughs> so none of your questions are interesting enough, I'm sorry. Yeah, for sure is the yeah, official. Actually, I don't think I'm shaped like that inside. So, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> All right. We got more, though. We got more. The prostate massager is not it. Oh, I forgot to give out these pussy straws. Is anybody uh, still drinking a beer right now? Oh, I'll take it. All right. All right. Let's, uh, these are for drinking beer faster. Brooke just asked, what are these for? I just, I'm asking what they're for. So I feel like the penis straw came out for the bachelorette. So is this for like a gay wedding? Is this for like a lesbian wedding? Who's getting married tonight? It's not me. Yeah. All right. So we also have uh, way more exciting than a simple straw. This one, I believe that would be for vaginas. I know what this is. Yeah, you, is this, do you approve of this, uh, this content? So here's the thing. This is great. This is a really good product. Um, it says hands-free pleasure. Um, but here's the deal about, the <laughs> about this. For the lesbian and a half in the room, you're going to need a lesson. I'm busy till Tuesday. But after that, I'm available because there's a lot going on. So this is, <laughs> this is, for, this is for two women together which is no one in this room. But it could also be for an adventurous dude and a woman. So uh, would you be surprised, Brooke, if I told you that uh, Doug pulled that one specifically for you? Here's the thing. Honestly, God love Doug. I should have done my joke about Doug. But here's the thing. Now I have to give it away, which feels like giving away an orgasm. And that's very sad for me because I'm like, oh, I'm keeping this. Pat and I, Pat, this is not good for us. You should have had us give away pussy straws because now I just want to go home and use this. <laughs> Everybody has uh, very, very uh, appreciative of the gifts. Oh, there's also dick straws. <laughs> all right. All right. Pat wants all of the dick straws for some reason. And I'm going to start this uh, Q&A session off. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show you guys exactly how 
simple this can be. And then all of you are going to ask questions. You're going to get these prizes. You're going to get a call-in chance on the show. And we're going to hear comedians do shit on the fly. Ben, control yourself, please. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Pass a dick. All right. There's only, uh, there's only one ice cream you can eat for the rest of your fucking life. It's it. The rest of your life, ice cream only exists in one flavor. Ice cream only exists in one flavor the rest of your life. What is it? Is it okay, very specific. Mint chocolate chip, not mint chocolate chunk. Get the fuck out. If you like it. It's the chips. It's the little chips. That's the best part. Thank you. Um, it, it's the uh, the Jenny's um, vodka plumped cranberry goat cheese ice cream, um, but but hold on, but I'm I'm gay. I will fight you. That's in that's in the Declaration of Independence. I can gays can fight women. It's um, <laughs> um, no, but like specifically before the Listeria and also before the Food and Drug Administration was like, hey, wow, that's a lot of vodka in this ice cream and maybe we shouldn't let kids have it because um, it does suck now. But back in 2006, whoo. All right. Which one of you guys has a question that's going to be more interesting than that? I'm uh, feeling some energy over here from Melanie. What is your porn name? All right. <laughs> Melanie Downs, we're not asking you. Slow down, slow down. All right. Melody Daniels asks, what is your porn name? Dow Jones. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. That's great. Wait, wait, no. Come back, come back. Because I'm always going down. <laughs> Do we want the Dow Jones to go up or down? I'm always going down. That's the joke. <laughs> and also it is because of the coronavirus. Oopsie doopsie. Keep going, though. Uh, it's a scrunt Stevens. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. I think scrunt's just a funny word. <laughs> How many times have you thought about calling yourself scrunt? Be honest. Pat's, Pat's poor name is Velveeta Perone. <laughs> Oh, wait, are poor names just basically drag names? Oh, okay. No. Um, I had to translate that into gay boy for Pat. He's going to go again. No. Um, so it, my poor name is, it's still my first name. It's Patrick, but instead of Deering, it's Patrick Dermatitis. Um, <laughs> or, or like Dermatitis, if you really want to lean into the stupid pun. Um, Wilfred, what the fuck? Have you, have you thought about your poor name ever? Uh, uh, <clears throat> um, if I were to think of anything on the fly, I would say, uh, Don anal Trump fuck me in the ass. I don't know. I don't know how it works. You guys suck. All right. What, what are these questions? Who asked these questions? You've never, oh, come on. You've never thought about your porn name before. I, you, I thought you would have this on lock. Uh, look, uh, my name is Johnny Collins. I have a drink named after me, Tom Collins. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> That's aggressive. <laughs> I kind of feel like the penguin with this dick in my mouth. <laughs> the, the dick straws are a big hit. I, yeah, the vagina straws went quick too, though. All right. 
We got a next question. All right. This is a uh, winner of a ticket tonight through uh, Free Sandwich Productions. Yeah, uh, shout to Free Sandwich Productions. Excellent, excellent show. Tony Casas, friend of the show. Tony Casas, a dude. So uh, I'm going to give you two people, um, and I just want you to choose uh, who would be who you think would be best in bed and why. And your choices are Guy Fury or Kellyanne Conway. Oh my God, I love this. Oh my God. Okay, I, can I just like these uh, these comedian these comedians are salivating right now over this question? Okay. I think we have a contender for uh, the call-in. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. There is absolutely no contest. First of all, the only thing I like more than dick is sandwiches. <laughs> Fucking Guy Fieri. What an angel. First of all, he is going to be respectful about your sex positions, especially if, like, if you ate a bunch of soup. You know what I mean? He's not going to be like, no, I want doggy style. He's going to be like, no, absolutely, baby, you lay down. You look tired. You know what I mean? Like, I just gave you 14 barbecue pork sandwiches. Take a minute. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a respectful lover. You know what I mean? And, like, then I'll help you dye your hair, baby. Like, whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? I will wake up. I will crawl into that fiery-ass robe. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. Same answer? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's got to be Guy Fieri. I mean, like... Have you, you guys have seen that show, right? Like, he has an entire television show that's dedicated to, like, 40 minutes at a time of him just, like, sucking the sauce off of chicken wings. <laughs> like, that... <laughs> that guy... That guy could suck your math homework from second grade out the end of your dick. <laughs> and I... I would have no problem putting my hand on those backwards-ass sunglasses. <laughs> Just and and you know he's and I've seen the garbage he eats. Like I, I don't even have to be that cleanly. He's still gonna be like, oh yeah, Flavor Town. Like it'll be. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I think they pretty much nailed it. Next question. Yeah, that is a that's a hard one to follow. <laughs> No one's fucking Kelly and Conway. Don't fuck Republicans. They don't deserve yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anybody else got a question for us? Yeah, my question is, how do you use that, hon? <laughs> All right. Does everybody have to answer this differently? All right. I think that's... Uh, I'm going to put a little twist on that. We're going to get one honest description. You guys come up with a, a different way of uh, describing that. You don't get to see the sex toy. Just, okay. You don't get to see the sex toy. You have to describe to me what you think what is behind my back. Uh, and, it, <laughs> and it is a toy for two women to enjoy together. What do you think it is? No, it's, <laughs> it's one of those like um, like two for one Domino's coupons. Can you be two for one Domino's coupons? Uh, no. Uh, my guess was gonna be Caterpillar, but then he said he what he said, and uh, it's not as good. So. I thought Caterpillar was like a piece of construction equipment. Am I too gay? <laughs> It's like a bug, right? It like turns. 
<laughs> Wait, does straight women put something called a caterpillar inside them? Oh. I, uh, I, I don't I don't know enough. Okay. <laughs> Is it caterpillar construction equipment company? I think so. Okay, I mean I know I, I feel like that, I know that's what I meant. Construction oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Also, also very sensual. Um, so this is, uh, this is colloquially, blah, 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 colloquially, what we would call a fieldo. So this is a twist on a dildo. So if you don't know what a dildo is, I don't have this kind of time. But, uh, so it's something you wear externally. But this joyful thing is something you stick inside yourself. And then the muscles on your vaginal walls, we have muscles there, and they cling to the internal part like this. And then it's very sensual. And then there's something that sticks out. And then you're supposed to have sex with a woman with this thing also inside you, and then you're supposed to give her pleasure, which doesn't seem distracting at all, with something inside you the size of a Coke can. So... That's that's good. I like how the... It just, all it says is hands-free. <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to I say... Explain that, if, if someone just said, like, oh, yeah, it's hands-free, I never would have thought, like, oh, because I'm holding it with my... Because <laughs> you can drive with it. Okay. Uh, l- l- let me say this, that, that Pat Deering has not tried to please a female in his life, and I respect that. Is he gold star? Well, I, but, and I've spent my entire life trying to please females, and I don't know nearly as much as Pat Deering right now on how to please females. That is, that is a humble admission. (laughs) All right. Do we have another question out there? All right, Zach. Old friend Zach. Here you go, man. Since we're on the topic of the garden, poppers or whippets? I don't I don't know what's happening actually. Yeah. No, so like um so so poppers are um okay, straights. If you ever find yourself in um like a weird store and like it's like a gas station and for some fucking reason it's selling VCR cleaner. Um like those are poppers. Um and it's basically just like a tube of muscle relaxers so that you can just like, you know, put up to your nose, take a whiff. Um, and then, like, you don't even have to, like, wait. You can just, like, hop right on it. Um, and you don't have to worry about tearing anything. You're just gonna, uh, you're just like the, yeah, you take, take the whole bottle. You're like the fucking Sarlacc pit for the rest of the night. (laughs) You just, like, (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, and then whippets, whippets are just, like, I don't know, like, I only knew one person in high school who did whippets, and, like, he just, like, looked like the kind of the person that would do whippets. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how to describe whippets outside of the fact that, like, like, think of, like, the weirdest, ugliest, definitely has a deviant art account, <laughs> like, like, fucking Ding Dong from your marching band in high school. And like that's that's the guy who at age eleven just like realized one day like oh if you if you turn a, if you turn a tube of whipped cream upside down and smell the air that comes out of it like suddenly it doesn't matter that dad's not here anymore. You got a lot of experience with poppers. I mean, <laughs> Describe my entire life and like, <laughs> like all of a sudden Pat Deering is Morgan Freeman. He's narrating, 
He's narrating my entire life right now. I swear to God. Ask ask this motherfucker another question right now. I swear to God. I need to learn some shit. All right, you heard it. Johnny Collins wants to hear another question. Brett Cardis is losing her shit. <laughs> want to play you and this is important in a tv movie not a big screen movie in a tv movie so is this suggesting that you don't want a-list actors okay because tv's changing a-list actors are going to tv i don't know all right all right all right all right we got it we got a good question here you guys ready for this you don't want to start <laughs> Guy Fieri. <laughs> is that a is that is that what you call a callback? Yeah. <laughs> it's a hot bit. It's a hot bit. You don't know. It's just the hottest thing. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so all right, you, you guys have to you have to bear with me for a second here because this takes a lot of explaining, as like everything that I ever get involved with does. Um, so, do you guys remember maybe like five ish years ago for like a split second, McDonald's was like, "What if we brought back the Hamburglar, but instead, <laughs> but instead of like a horrifying, um, like overgrown Dennis the Menace in a Carmen Sandiego hat. What if he's just like this hot suburban dad who, who just like shows up and like does the whole robble robble thing, like snatches burgers off your grill? Um, like I don't know the I don't know the name of the guy that played him, but like that. Um, just because like they very accidentally were like, what if we bring back the hamburger? But he's just like Pat Deering. Like what if what if he's. <laughs> Like and and so I you know I guess the TV movie's already been made. Um, you just got to go find this commercial. Does anyone else remember this commercial? No. no, I mean oh my god! Like every time I go on the internet, I eventually find it, but like no one else has seen it. Like it might just be like a weird gay fever dream that I had <laughs> when I was like 16 and being like, what are? <laughs> why don't I like the same smells as every other guy in class? And then in the in the night, the Hamburglar was visiting me. <laughs> How dare you? How he just handed the mic off to me as if he didn't just murder that shit. God damn it, Pat. You set this mic on fire, you handed it to me like hot potato. You son of a bitch. La ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for Brooke. I mean Brooke is one of the God damn it, Brooke is one of the most funny people I've ever met in my entire life. Jesus. And give it up for all right, well, that makes sense. All right, who plays Pat, you? Pat, all right, all right. You have to choose me or Pat. Who plays you in the TV movie? <laughs> I mean, Pat, but like... I was thinking Christian Bale. Like, if he had... Well, no, no, no. No, no, no. Christian Bale. Because he has that mole on his nose, and he's like deformed, and that's how I am. And... He does. You never see it because he has makeup. But like, I would do. I would be Christian Bale with no makeup. Oh. So, so I look like the Christian Bale of uh, old. Anyway, thank you. Can I call you no makeup Christian Bale from now on? Please do so. All right. Good deal. 
All right, next question. Hey, um, by the way, actually, you guys can give these away at any point. The faster you give away these toys, the faster you can uh, go to bed. One last question. No, 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 wait, wait. Has any of the questions you guys have heard yet merited one of these toys? Oh, yeah, no. Um, Popper's you... guy gets the robot butt plug. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Porn star gets the fieldo. All right. All right, we got we got Zach Colasar winning a winning a prostate massager. Woo, yeah, woo, yeah. All right, and Melody Daniels with this uh, well-descripted toy. Field out. It's a field out. All right, we got one more question here. We got one more thing. We have another thing. What do you guys got? Question-wise. Oh, Will Midgley over here with a question. Give it to me. Hi, my name. Oh shit, is this on? Oh, hey, sorry. I've been drinking sake, so... Um, uh, <laughs> uh, provided by uh, Platform. Thank you again, Platform. Yeah! Uh, I love their sake. I love their sake. Uh, y'all made uh, dick jokes at one point in the night, or or uh, one point in your set, y'all made dick jokes, which is, I mean, and which means you guys are, like, obviously really smart. And... Um, <laughs> So I want to know who your favorite dictator is, uh, made, oh, yeah. and and why uh, made up names and made up reasons are okay. <laughs> that was a great turn on on Dick. All right, all right, Johnny, you want to go first? All right. Listen, I can't relate to dictators because I'm uncircumcised, and. <laughs> Shut up, Pam. Uh, she was there for my uncircumcision. She, no, she was just a woman in the hospital looking at my penis. And uh, no, no, no. My favorite dictator is probably Genghis Khan. Yeah, Genghis Khan's my favorite dictator because uh, not only did Genghis Khan like create, you know, like. Okay. Anyway. Uh, no, they're acting out what Genghis Khan created. It was a, a Silk Road. Anybody know about this? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's give it up. Let's give it up for Tony Stark in the audience. Who? Tony Stark is obviously gonna have some quips. All right. So that's what I'm saying. All right, uh, congratulations on being Iron Man and the Infinity Stones. Hell yeah. All right. Um, God, I haven't thought about this in a while. Um, <laughs> so I don't have any, I don't know. Um, like if, if, you, if you had asked me like, I don't know, like 10 years ago, I might have said like Idi Amin because like, I don't know, I, I like gourmet food. Um, oh yeah, he ate people. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know who's a who's a dictator that also isn't just like a total like fucking doughy weirdo. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, that you meant Vladimir Putin. I was like, all right, yeah, just. <laughs> um, yeah, what the fuck is it that like all the modern dictators these days are just just like retaining water? Um, <laughs> like every single one of them is like five foot six and like. <laughs> 
and like kind of like spilling out the sides of their dress shirt because they're they're just so squishy that even the dress shirts like <laughs> like that old the 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 whole the whole uh, John Eel family is just potatoes um, in person and solely their diet. <laughs> yeah, the no, yeah, they yeah. There's there's no potatoes for the people, but a lot of tater tots at the presidential palace. Um, I don't even. I'm trying to f- figure out a way to wrap this joke up. And I, my favorite dictator, um, and like I could just make a dictator joke. Um, mm, okay. Oh, I guess my favorite dictator is um, <laughs> um, probably Jeff Bezos. Um, <laughs> Because like he's he's definitely proven that like like a like a highly educated sphinx cat can if if it tries hard enough can become anything it wants to be, and like I uh, <laughs> honest to God when do you guys remember when that whole like thing came out where every that lady was like I got pictures of Jeff Bezos's dick and I'm gonna release him if he doesn't give me a bazillion fucking dollars, and I we were all sitting there thinking like. I mean, why really? Like, we already know what it looks like. I mean, it looks like him. Like, it's just, it's just, it, it's kind of crooked. It's always damp looking for some reason, and it probably smells like dryer sheets. Like that's. <laughs> I he's ugly and he's a billionaire, and I want Elizabeth Warren to cut his head off. <laughs> All right. Pass the microphone, Jesus Christ. Don't, don't, don't fucking pass. All right, so this is the last answer to the last question, and I'm gonna have fucking. I promise. I'm gonna have uh, five foot four Tony Stark stand up for this. Stand up, motherfucker. Look at this vibe. Okay, okay, so I was wrong. It was five two. Sit back down. (laughs) (laughs) He made fun of my dick jokes. I make fun of your dick. Uh, And the only way I know how to for a man, which is his height. For the record, I love short dudes. I hit on short dudes. They don't know I'm hitting on them. They're like, are you my stepmom? I I love a short guy. I love, they try hard. They try so much harder than the tall dudes. Anyways, favorite dictator. When I was growing up, I didn't have a lot of family. Uh, I had a great grandmother, and she had a photo above her TV. And I thought it was my grandfather, but he was dead. So I just assumed it was my great-grandfather, Jose. And I grew up. And she's like, that's Fidel. Okay. So then I was like, okay, and keep going. And she's like, he's an amazing guy. He's an amazing leader. He did amazing things for Cuba. We loved going to Cuba. Accidental communist grandkid over here. So then I go to school and we learn about Cuba. And I'm like, I love Fidel. He's my grandfather. And I'm in Catholic school. And I get kicked out just for two weeks. <laughs> but I was an accidental communist, and I'm pretty sure my grandma got the fuck down with Fidel Castro. So he is my favorite dictator and also my blood relative. Did, did a nun try to cover and like, ah, no, she means like she loves fidelity. <laughs> she's, she's missed those last syllables. <laughs> So give 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 five foot one Tony Stark something. Yes. What is the thing? What do we have to give? Do, do you have a thing, Johnny? Can you give him another blazer? 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a delightful blazer. You're in sunglasses in the house. I have to come for you. Here's where we're at. We got to give a prize the most interesting, best question that you guys would want to talk to on the interview. So I think um, I think we should all create a little murmuring noise while they confer on the most interesting question real quick. This is podcast gold right now. Do you guys understand what we're doing? This is genius. All right, all right. All right, we have a decision. Who's going who's gonna to represent this decision? I'll do it because I was the least funniest. All right, all right. The least funniest person <laughs> in his own mind. All right, since they both did 15 minutes on this question, uh, and they killed it, uh, give it up for the Guy Fieri question. Who was that? Who was that? All right, this guy right here. No, I was cheering for him. Oh, oh, it's Ryan. Give it up for the, yeah, Ryan, absolutely. All right, Ryan, let's connect tonight. I'll get your, uh, your, your contact info. We'll do a call in, man. Come up with, a, with an even better question, one that'll just change everybody's life. Yeah. All right, give it up again for our comedians tonight. Did you guys have fun tonight? All right, well, do me a favor. Tell your friends about this shit. This is a little underground secret, but, uh, you know, let people know a little bit. Just the cool ones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hit us up on Facebook and uh, review that shit if you, if you feel like it, you know, on the, on the podcasts and shit. Look us up. All right, thank you, guys. We love you. And, uh, yeah, we can, uh, we can start the party now. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah. This program is produced by Lampshade Media. Hosted by Mel Milliman. Music by Tyson Shipman. Graphic design by Griffin Browning. Social media by Sam Welch. Voiceover by Ryan Branch. And a special thank you to our sponsors, Paddy Wagon Food, Platform Brewing Company, and The Garden.